Welcome to our Favorite Things podcast, hosted by your fave Nigerian best friend duo, Tiesa. And your girl, Mo Fee. Our show is a space for Black folks in the diaspora and at home to feel warm, seen, and informed through conversations about life, community, and a bit of social critique. Come for our faves, stay for the last. thing on is this thing on <laughs> we hope you're doing well if you're new here welcome to the podcast thanks for stopping by would love to know how you found us and if you're not you've been an og listener thank you we appreciate you grab a cup of tea kick your legs up hey. and let's get into the episode Murphy, how you doing uh, i'm doing okay <laughs> <laughs> standard (laughs) yeah it's just like the standard i'm doing all right you know i have my cup of tea which like Mm -hmm. i wanted to tell you that can you guess what's in my cup right now Hmm. um what that's hard though i kind of don't know what teas you drink um but let me let me take a wild guess ginger something with ginger Mm -hmm. lemon ginger tea yes i'm drinking lemon ginger tea wow was that such a wild guess no, shut up. I I just thought. <laughs> Give me my flowers. Thanks. All right, fair enough. I'm drinking lemon ginger tea with a shot of Ciroc. Hello? Have you... <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Explain Honestly, yourself. this is my first time trying it out. It was one of those, one of those weeks. I mean, it's Thursday when mm. we're recording. And... It's just been tiring. I've just had like mm-hmm. a really, really exhausting week where like nothing just feels right. And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling for a shot. I'm feeling for a shot of Ciroc. And I was also feeling for some tea. So I made myself some tea first. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, what would my drink or what would the experience be like if I pour uh-huh. a shot of Ciroc? Because people be pouring like alcohol in their like their coffees or in mm-hmm. their drinks with like mm-hmm. milk and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i was like you know what let me try it out and honestly it's quite amazing like <laughs> y'all should say that mofi put you on mofi put you on to siroc and to you because, wow i'm just wow. i'm gagging that's that's all i'll have to say so that's how i'm doing honestly you know I'm impressed, actually. I'm impressed. More that, like, you, it wasn't like you saw it somewhere. You just came up with it. Is mm-hmm. it your peach syrup? Yes. <laughs> I love me some peach syrup. Well, yeah, our fifth pause recommendation. Okay. Syrup and tea. Um, not in the morning before you go to work, please. No. <laughs> it's currently nighttime when movie is doing happy hour. True. It's five o'clock somewhere. But I was like, oh wow, imagine if people be doing this when they like go to work. Like is that That's a to whole me? other conversation. The things you I can do. Know. Yeah, but speaking of alcohol combinations, mm-hmm. I really like rum in like hot chocolate or coffee. Oh yeah. It's very good. I can't take credit for that one. I've just seen it at restaurants, but it's very good. You see, y'all, y'all do the damn thing whenever you yeah. listen to this episode. Yeah, and thank Mofi later. <laughs> thank me later. Any any Ciroc like situation that I'm here for it. But like work 
is just exhausting and mm-hmm. it's also cold it's cold here in these zones Bruh. um it's fucking freezing actually so these past couple of days we had like a glimpse of spring where like <laughs> a tiny tiny glimpse <laughs> was like quite warm you know it was raining mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and then this week february is like <laughs> bitch you thought Mm-mm. i'm not done yet so here we are it's freaking cold in antarctica yeah. accurate Bele. thank you so that's how i'm doing how are you what's up what's happening girl same <laughs> same work is stressful i am so tired you guys i don't know how these holiday weeks always turn out to be like the weeks after a holiday weekend turn out to be the most stressful i know people are like it's a short week it's a short week but why if it's a short week why is there more work Hmm. anyway i am very excited for tomorrow because i'm taking a half day it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Half days are always really nice on Fridays. So that's me. I'm gonna rest and recuperate. Nice. Um, and probably try Mofi's Ciroc and tea concoction. I have okay. Oh, you do? <laughs> Interesting. I do. It's not mine, but whatever. <laughs> Ciroc needs to sponsor me. Like that's all I'm they asking do. for. They do. Yo, Ciroc or anybody listening who works in proximity to Ciroc. We'll say Ciroc six more times. <laughs> Literally, like, honestly. But I'm just gagging at, like, you know, all through this week at mm-hmm. work. And maybe, like, the whole premise of this episode, like, you will find out when we mm-hmm. then talk about what we want to talk about, is talking about, like, work and shit. Yeah. Um, so, it's going to be fun. Don't worry. <laughs> like, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> But clicks off now. <laughs> yeah, like people are like, okay, pause. Let me go listen to something more fun. But all of you, y'all know y'all are working out here. We're fucking like yeah. millennials, and I guess the little Gen Zs that are listening, <laughs> and the little the older folks. I don't know. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> what I was trying to say is that a lot of folks at my work, you know, this week are like, wow. You know, it's been such a short week mm. and work is still so busy. And I don't understand. I really don't understand that. I don't understand why it's so busy. And sometimes I'm it's... like, is it that? Okay, my my cynical part of me is that I feel like people love busyness. So people love Correct. to be like, ah, oh, it's just so busy. Busy, so busy. But at the same time, it's like, the people that just make it busy, like it's this yeah. extreme need for productivity. Exactly. I freaking hate work. I've never hated work more than I do right now in my life. And Sis, don't I get me started. Don't get me started. Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I deserve a soft life. Like everybody be talking about soft life right now. Like we all deserve soft lives. Like what about our lives right now is supposed to be stressful. What? And, like, I woke up this morning, we're recording this on the week of, like, February 21st. Right. Where, like, on the Thursday morning, you know, everyone's talking about Russia's invasion mm-hmm. um, in Ukraine and the mm-hmm. bombings and the wars and everybody mm-hmm. trying to, like, evacuate and all of the stuff that's happening around it. Mm-hmm. And you just think about the fact that you still have to go to work. You still have to go to work. 
bruh, shit still needs to get done. Can you imagine? It's really ridiculous, honestly. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Like, there's so much going on. Like, today I was, I was actually thinking the same thing. I was sat at my desk. I'm thinking, my mind is actually pretty occupied. Like, I had just read the news. Like, it came down on my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was just stressed, thinking about all of the innocent lives that are being affected, thinking about a friend I have who goes to med school in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Like, and just be like, well, now I have to get on this call and just like like switch immediately switch like your brain you know mm-hmm. from one thing to just the other i don't know it's just it's a lot it's a lot and when you think about the fact that we've been doing that for years too mm-hmm. like stressful events after stressful event after traumatic events you just have to kind of keep going you just have to keep going bruh somebody will send out some letter who are disheartened by the events and that's it yeah (laughs) Yeah. and like you know you still have to show up for this meeting you still have to produce this deliverable you still have to do all of these things because we are all machines Mm -hmm. in the eyes of capitalism Mm -hmm. but to kind of switch gears and talk about our topic which is essentially talking about what is still work (laughs) yeah it's work can you talk with Scarred? Fuck, we're like your quintessential millennials. Our whole lives are like bordered, bordered around working. But, yeah. you know, kind of like painting this picture of work where, you know, where we're expected to like overproduce. We're expected mm-hmm. to not take breaks. We're expected mm-hmm. to like just show up. While at the same time, there's also this like expectation that you build relationships. And Oof. you make friends. And your coworkers are like supposedly your friends and these people that, you know, you share parts of your life with and you share right. so many intimate details of your life with and, and all of the above. So mm-hmm. we want to talk about that because I think I think it's quite interesting, at least in my opinion. <laughs> and I'm curious, like, do you have friends at work? No, no, I don't have. I don't have. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hopefully none of the people I actually like at work listen to this podcast. But be awkward. I, I'll be very awkward. But just to give context for my workplace, my workplace is we have we're a very small team. We're like forty people. That's total. That's not that's not even everybody that like lives in San Francisco. That's including people like across the globe. And mm. I am probably one of like two people, maybe three people in their twenties. So I'm also like situated in like a different kind of age group than most of my coworkers. So most of my coworkers are like in their late thirties, forties, have kids, have families, homes, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so already there's like I think there's a disconnect. I'm not saying that I can't be like friendly towards these people slash like whatever be what's the word I make amicable or whatnot. But in friends like you know we're going out or hanging out hours after work we're planning to do things outside of the office we're like talking about really personal things that have nothing to do with work yeah no sis <laughs> how about you it's interesting because at my old job i would say that i had friends that like i made at work like they weren't like my direct colleagues like they weren't mm-hmm. people that were directly mm-hmm. on my team, on your team. i don't mm-hmm. think except for like my first ever like big girl post like grad school job that one person um 
like shout out to Lumi. He was my like I met him as at work. I met mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways, I met him at work and like we became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from that, and I think that's because of like different circumstances. More recently, there's nobody like on my immediate team that I would say that were my friends. Yeah. And but there are people that I met at my work institution. Right. That right maybe started as like acquaintances that now I would say we're friends ish. Like where like we have each other on Instagram, like okay. you know, I would comment and say hey or like if ah, I'm okay. going into the city, like I will see you. But like am I texting you all the time? No. no. Would I but would I check in on you or do I feel like a care for you? I have people mm-hmm. co- like ex colleagues that I would say I truly, truly, truly care about. Mm-hmm. But I don't know mm-hmm. if I would say like we're friends. Your friends, okay. I like how you've 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 framed that because I actually do too. I have two ex colleagues who I really do care about, and like if I'm in a city that they're in, I'll hit them up and be like, "Hey, let's go for drinks." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I don't know if we're friends. Like I don't know if I'm going to know like different. Like I have no idea what any of them is doing right now. Did they move to Tokyo? I don't know. Like, <laughs> and I feel like that's something I'd know about my friend. You know, right. Yeah. So, okay, so let's talk about this, like, idea of bringing your work, either bringing your personal life to work or bringing your work friends into your personal life. Why do you feel like you don't have those work friends? Or why do you feel, yeah, why do you feel like you don't have that, essentially? You know what? First, I'll just answer, I more generally, I think it can happen. But I don't, I even think that, like, when it does happen, is one of, is those one-offs, like, you and Lumi, like, is not like a normal thing. At least this is my mm-hmm. opinion. For me, and I mean, it makes sense, right? Because you're spending a lot of time with these people. If it's when we used to be in the office, you're spending eight, sometimes nine, ten hours a day with these people. So yeah, sometimes depending on like what kind of work you're doing, like my work was kind of siloed. Like I would be working alone regardless. For me to make friends at work means going out of my way. To mm-hmm. be like, hey, let's go and grab coffee. Hey, let's go and eat lunch together. So I guess that brings me to the answer of my question. That's part of the reason. Because my work is collaborative, but in a way that is very remote. Like, people can be anywhere. I hardly ever have to have, you know, touch touch points with people. Or, like, we're already in this scenario talking about work. And so, oh, let's go get lunch. Let's have a working lunch. Let's do this. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Every time I do that, I'm going out of my way. I'm, like, neglecting yeah. something that I should be doing. Like me and the person are work, working on completely different things and and whatnot. So I think for me, it was just a lot. Like I would have needed to go out of my way to make friends at the office. And maybe that's the nature of the work that I do. Maybe it's the nature of my personality as well. I'm not really the type of person that like goes out of my way. It's way out of my comfort mm-hmm. zone to even make friends in like a setting outside of work. And yeah. so even more so at work where I feel like the dynamics make it hard for somebody to like be your friend really mm-hmm. you know like what's appropriate what's an hr violation like exactly you know people being your superiors like even if people were my in my age range like when you're my superior there's this power dynamic like mm-hmm. you know how easily can we really be friends so i just think it's yeah. difficult yeah yeah 
yo like my biggest thing like one thing i don't like the most is when people ask me to have lunch with them at work i just <laughs> yeah you I were just, shaking your head when i said it you were like nah i'm trying to eat alone <laughs> i'm trying to eat alone i probably spent like the morning maybe in like random meetings probably talking or producing or doing something that mm-hmm. for me my lunch time is, is sacred like, it's sacred it's me time i either want to like watch something or scroll on my phone like catch up and see what people are saying on social media or like talk to my talk to my partner or like do something do like i want something. to like use my time for me yeah and then when i have to now use that to engage i still feel like it doesn't feel like i'm disconnecting it feels like i'm still on yeah and i don't want to be on i just kind of want to turn it off for like that little like one hour correct so to kind of like answer that question like for me like the reason Mm -hmm. why it's hard to bring my because my work is not personal i think that sometimes it's fine to like set that boundary mm-hmm. and say like work is work and my yeah. personal life is my personal life yeah. and I think that sometimes there's a conflation of wanting to like set up people's personal lives as work and mm-hmm. I think that that's where a lot of exploitation comes in I think mm-hmm. that's where we take we take advantage of so many people when mm-hmm. we when we try to start treating it as like this like personal thing so for me it's very huh. clear that I'm coming to work because I'm coming to work. I have right. like, if we have to talk some, like some nice chit chats here and there, I'll do it as part of like the That's performance, cool. yeah. but not, not because <laughs> like, I want to now like bring this whole, whole self to, to it. And there's a lot of research out there, at least if we talk about it in the context mm. of, um, I don't know, this Western world where there's many black folks that, cannot and maybe other like people of color as well mm-hmm. that cannot show up as their like cannot show up as their true self as well at work yeah because one these spaces one are not even created for people like you to just be authentic mm-hmm. um there's a lot of microaggressions that folks experience at work mm-hmm. um i remember like some of my other jobs even when i wanted to still like maybe eat lunch and maybe that's why i actually don't eat lunch with people mm-hmm. but at my some of my very first like jobs where i worked in like offices where i was the only black person Mm -hmm. you know and you come and eat and people Mm -hmm. are like oh what is that and you feel like you just have to like over explain yourself explain yourself because you know it's not like fries or something (laughs) exactly and those things begin to impact like intimacy essentially how you can be intimate with somebody um so that's why i don't do it i don't want people i don't want people in my life i don't want people i don't want you to follow me on instagram i don't want you to see my workouts like after work (laughs) i don't want you to see nothing like just know me as mofi from work work. and let's just keep it moving nice nice last nice girl you know but like do you really need to see what i was doing on saturday nights you know like all of a sudden you know all these intimate details about my life Mm -hmm. that like I probably don't want to share with you because we don't have that kind of relationship. Like, especially sometimes the way that social media, I think, comes up at work these days, it can yeah. come, up bef- come up before you even have a relationship where you feel comfortable enough with that person knowing parts of your life. Then you have people, like, out here blocking their coworkers on Instagram, muting them, preventing them from seeing their stories. Like, why well, I got to do all that? 
Well, friends at the office doesn't mean... <laughs> exactly. But speaking of microaggressions, I have an mm-hmm. example. And I said, I told her I was going to talk about it on the podcast. My housemate, she... Um, she like runs social media as part of like her job role, right? Okay. So Black History Month, everything already, she's the one being tasked with putting out all the Black History mm-hmm. Month, everything. Yeah. Yesterday or two days ago, she's like, oh, you know, she is like trying to get the post set up and like start a series of posts for Black History Month. Her CEO tells her, doesn't she think it's a little too late for that? Sorry, are we not still in February? Like, she literally came to us, she was like, sorry guys like let me get your perspective is it too late for any black history month post we're like no why she's like because this person said so so and so and like she's just like even that like you don't and you want you want to be my friend you don't even understand why the question (laughs) that you just asked me made no sense so she literally responded and was like good morning no it's not and she moved on and I was like, energy. Because me, I would have been trying to compose some like very mm-hmm. polite email, you know, that fits into that weird work email etiquette that like nobody ever talks like that, but you have to talk like that in email. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, no, but you're, you're 100% right. There are all these, there are all these microaggressions. You can't show up as your full self. So what part of myself do you want me to be friending, friending you with? I don't exactly. know. And your time is commodified. Like I think about it mm. and and you know, and to just kind of shift a little bit to even also talk about this concept of like coworkers being family. Like, you know, you go to a lot of work places where they're like, you know, we're family here. Even when you think about it, I think about this a lot in the context of like domestic help, you know, okay. in like Nigeria mm. and maybe in other yeah. countries where you get a new help and in some warped way, like the employer is telling them you're like family. You're and what family. Do, and what does that mean? Like with family, there's so much blurred lines. There's mm-hmm. so much like the boundaries. Although now people are trying to learn how to like create boundaries with their family, but for a lot of times with your family, there's there's a your boundaries are a bit more blurry. Uh, blurred, yeah. And you expect somebody that you're paying for their time, you're paying for their labor. Sometimes their bodies really mm-hmm is what is commodified and then you also expect them to like have this familial um and and a lot of times when it's even used as family it's in a way that it's like um what's what's there's a word i'm trying to find it's kind of like um loyalty Mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be like loyal mm-hmm. to either like a person or a company or whatever right and I'm curious about like your thoughts around like this idea of coworkers being family because me I don't I don't fuck with it. I don't I don't fuck with anything at work. Like sometimes I'm not even smiling. Um they've called me out before and I feel like that's a microaggression as well. Oh, yeah. When my coworker is like, Mofi, like you don't smile and I'm like, give me something to smile about and wow. then I'll smile. But if wow. there's nothing to smile about, can I do my job? Yes. So can why I are you asking me job? to smile? Can I do my job? Like, am I creating a hostile work environment for you? No. Why do you want me to be happy? <laughs> Why do you want me to be happy? <laughs> no, um, I think, I think, yeah, you just start creating just weird narratives 
blurring lines where they shouldn't be blurred. There are clear hierarchies at work. There are clear mm-hmm. boundaries that we should be keeping. I don't understand why, like, because the idea of this family, like you said, loyalty, it's also just like this cutesy way of saying, like, you know, we all have each other's back here. Yes. Meanwhile, the reality is that no, you Not don't. You, this is very transactional. This is very transactional. Literally, <laughs> I get a paycheck. Get like, a literally, paycheck. there's a paycheck that's attached to my existence here. Like, do you understand? You know, and then if I now want to slip up in the way that family sometimes do slip up, exactly. what are you going to have to say about that? So, like, let's just, you know, dead this narrative because it doesn't mean what's being said in in all of these in all of these contexts like even the context you brought up brought up about domestic help like yeah i might live in your house because that's part of the perks of the job yeah but your ass does not treat me like family and you pay me i'm working let's keep those boundaries. i think it's better it's it's honestly better when you keep those boundaries it's just yeah things are clearer I think so calling me and like people are villainized i i hung out with a friend the other day and he was telling me how like on one of his jobs, like they actually came to meet him and they're like, We don't know you, you don't talk to us, like, you know, you're you're like you do well, but like we need to know you. And I'm curious, like, do you think that there's like merit in this aspect of cause I think from from what what I'm mm-hmm. hearing, both of us are kind of like oh, wow. <laughs> so honestly show up to work, do your work, have yeah. like your nice small talk here and there yeah. and like bounce. But is there merit in the conversation around either like building relationships at work or like showing a bit of who you are at work? Obviously there is, right? Like I I genuinely think that there is, but I think my big thing is the boundaries around it. There need to be boundaries Mm -hmm. drawn around how much of yourself, your personal self like that, are you bringing to work? Like, are you showing? And like, yeah, why Why would you be villainized for like you not knowing how many brothers and sisters I have? Like, I don't think that's necessary for me to be like a team player, like a hard worker, mm-hmm. a person that is, that is you know, um, I don't want to say fun to work with, but it's like, you know, I, I'm easy to work with, whatever, I'm easygoing, I'm amicable, I'm friendly, mm-hmm. does not necessarily mean you need to, like, know all these things about me. Obviously, I think maybe context might differ and would love to hear yeah. your thoughts depending on your workplace. Like, I know people who have, like, work wives and work husbands and for some people it's, like, is not just like I, 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 you know, I considered myself to have a work wife, but like, you know, we kind of still mostly kept things to work. It was like mm-hmm. we were, we ate lunch with each other sometimes. She also oh. really liked her space and her solitude, so it was great. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm curious to hear from other people if they've gotten like very, very personal at work. But for me, I think it should be fine when you don't know so much about people's private lives in the workplace. Like, yeah. And I also think that it's instances, like, here's my hot take, is that it's mm-hmm. instances where your work environment is not, like, comfortable, it's not inclusive, it's mm. not um, it's not created in a way that people feel like they can bring themselves. So, like, to the person that, like, was asking my friend, why don't we know, I'm, I would put the question back at those types of people and be like, what kind of environment are you creating? How are you, like, engaging 
with yes. your with your employees, with your staff, with your colleagues yes. that also make them feel comfortable to an extent. Yeah. You know, like how like what is that work environment like? Yeah. That is not like it's not pushing too much because some things are just like too much. Mm-hmm. Like some things are just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But also how are you creating that space that people feel comfortable enough to bring parts of themselves? Yeah. Um you know, because I even think about some differences in like work environments that I've been in that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm not, I'm not, I'm not friendly at work because all the people on my team are white. So I don't even know how to interact, how to interact. versus like mm-hmm. say a work environment now where there's people that look like me, there's young folks. There's people that we right. can be like, yo, you know, we're, we're matching right. or we're wearing exactly. the same clothes. Exactly. And there's a bit of familiarity there mm-hmm. and maybe I'll, t- I'll say a little bit about myself but that's the extent you know yeah. so I think there's also an expectation and I wonder like even in the context of like say thinking of folks that work in like Nigeria mm-hmm. and maybe young people that even work in companies or offices in Nigeria like maybe there's an expectation that these older people want you to be friendly because mm-hmm. like you're like their daughter or you're mm-hmm. young or you're mm-hmm. this thing so there's also like some infantilizing or some like projection really that mm-hmm. people also do um when they come to work so i yeah. think that i mean i think that there's benefits in being able to build like cordial relationships Correct. at work yeah, yeah. but like yeah. would you catch me going out for drinks no honey like yeah. i want to go chill yeah <laughs> like I, yeah yeah i think the few times i've gone i've done like happy hour with my coworkers, and i think that maybe that's pretty common in the u.s and especially in places where like people work in like really massive companies where you know their immediate team is like 20 people or something mm-hmm. like that um but i even think like yeah even that like you can still be like yeah whatever i can go out for drinks but like i'm usually like after an hour i'm like getting like antsy like i kind of want to go home like i want to be and i'm not even putting that on i just want to be where i'm most comfortable and that's not necessarily around the people that i work with like Mm -hmm. cordial yes friendly yes but when it comes down to like who do i want to be going to drinks with it's not you guys (laughs) So let's talk about these bonding activities because today at my work, we had like professional development and in the mornings there was this man that came on and was essentially taking us through like Zumba-esque type of things. Ha! Yeah. And like some folks had like their cameras on, you know, some people were like really like doing, doing the thing. Um, and some folks had their cameras off. I was definitely one of those people. And sometimes I'm like, yo, Mofi, are you just salty? Because, like, there was no atom of joy in my heart seeing this. Oh. But what do you feel, like, these days, bonding in the workplace sometimes has just become, like, outrageous. Outrageous. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? I think it can get outrageous. It can get outrageous. Like, my team tried to institute, like, a weekly or was it like bi-weekly zoom happy hour bro they had to end that thing right quick are you serious <laughs> what are you doing we didn't even have that when we were in person and you guys are trying to institute that as like a thing that we do to like replace in-person time like mm-mm. i think it there are times when it can work for example i don't know if this was a bonding exercise but we had like a talent show 
and it was cute because like <laughs> it was cute because if it, it kind of didn't feel like one you didn't feel like you had to do anything and two you, you I feel like for me now like I did like travel writing and I felt like I could separate mm-hmm. myself from it like you don't really need to know anything about me like all you find out from me is that like I write stories and it's there publicly for the entire internet to see right so it's fine right um but when it but yeah if we had zumba zoom and my camera will be off i can tell you that for sure because exactly i like what well, my I'm, I'm in my office clothes i'm not i'm wearing like my boots like what do you really wait, want from wait, me wait, wait. sorry you weren't working from home when this zoom zoom today was i wasn't no some people were working from home some people were in the office like it wasn't like a all let's work from home so put on your sports clothes and like join us you see, you see? no no <laughs> yeah like it's just it's just not practical honestly it's not it's not it's not practical I wonder if some people just don't have friends. Like, I, I, there are some, some of my colleagues that I'm like, nah, you just gotta tell me, do you actually have friends? Like, because why are you, why, why are you so obsessed? Yeah. 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 Sometimes you're the first black person that they'd be interacting that with. They're, so they're, they're that's hyped. That's true. That's There's so true. many things. <laughs> Damn, I wish we had someone on here that liked to make friends at work. <laughs> You know, because we did get we did get um, a contribution from somebody in sharing their thoughts on bonding at work. We'll insert it here so that you guys will hear the thoughts um, from this person about like bonding with coworkers at work. Sometimes you may have to um, be friendlier to people you work with just so that you can survive in the office ecosystem. I used to work somewhere where the HR came from. She came in newly and just wanted to implement a lot of all these like cool ass bonding projects. And it wasn't working because she wasn't listening to us and asking us, the employees, what we would like to do. She just assumed that a better way to um, run the office was to always try and initiate bonding. What I really, what really came out of that was something I like to call a lot of fakeness. Us doing a lot of things we didn't really want to do with people who we were tired of seeing. I mean, I've spent like eight, nine, eight, nine hours with you stuck in one place. I don't think I want to play games with you or watch a movie with you or whatever. I want to watch it by myself in my house, doing my own thing. But I feel like there are some people who enjoy it. These people may be people who may not have friends outside of their jobs, but that's not me. I do not advise that. Any opportunity to not bond with my colleagues, I will jump at it. I have friends. I like to pick my friends, you know, so I don't have a choice in the people I work with, but I can have a choice in the people I'm friends with, and that is important to me. But I do think that it's valuable to hear from folks that do like making friends. Yes. You know, Mofi, here's another context too really quickly when you move to like a new country mm-hmm. you don't know anybody mm-hmm. sometimes work is the pool from which you have to choose your friends because yeah. most of your friends live in another place so you know Mofi and I are talking from the place of having friends in the places that we live I honestly don't know how I'd be if I moved someone I didn't have friends I probably still wouldn't try to make friends at work not gonna lie Mm -hmm. um that would be not the first place I looked for friends yeah that was kind of what happened with me when I moved to Kingston though I didn't know anybody in the city yeah and that's kind of how I started building like connections through work Mm -hmm. but what made my whole entire experience really tough in Kingston 
was that because majority of my friends were like people that I had met at work, it felt mm-hmm. limiting. It kind of felt that I was, and maybe it's just a me thing. I'm sure many people can be different, but for mm-hmm. me, how I approach it is that I felt a bit one dimensional that like ah, I was Mofi, okay. Mofi the like uh-huh. diversity person, Mofi uh-huh. the activist, Mofi mm-hmm. the this, Mofi the that, that I didn't feel that there were like other aspects of myself that could be like, I don't know, Mofi, I don't know how my friends see me, but just me, like, yeah. you know, the person that just likes to chill. Yeah. I just felt that I was kind of like one dimensional ish. Um, and that's why like, being in that city was a bit hard for me because like I didn't feel like I had friends that I'd be like come over let's have a sleepover yeah because like you're yeah. also my colleague you're also my colleague so no <laughs> yeah but yeah. I I mean there may be a, a good handful of folks that I went to go and sleep at their house maybe one person <laughs> or like there's two people that I would say like were my really really good friends from yeah. work there um but apart from that I think that in some ways i agree with you that there's a benefit there because i did meet connections through mm-hmm. work and that's how mm-hmm. i built like my network there yeah and at the same time for me at least it was quite limiting Limited. because i couldn't just go and be like you i'm fucking gonna get drunk or i'm yeah. gonna smoke or i'm gonna yeah. do whatever because yeah. i feel like mm, i have to see that person at work tomorrow i'll see them at work so mm. yeah yeah fair enough fair enough fair enough but yeah i mean we'd love to hear from y'all especially if you are a make friends at work person work people at my fam people i feel like you people are in two different categories friends and family people (laughs) um yeah we'd love to hear from you all right that's our topic any more nuggets to add mofi all right Here are a few of our favorite things. Mofi, take us through. All right. So, Love is Blind. <laughs> Immediately. Enough said. <laughs> Enough said. Um, I need to watch. I need to watch. I hear this season is messy. It's messy. It's not as, like, you know, like, the first season with Lauren and Cam is, mm-hmm. like, number one. And mm-hmm. every other thing after that is mediocre. But, you know, Oops. we all love some mediocre reality tv over here mm-hmm. which is also why um i like binged watch selling tampa the past <laughs> week love it <laughs> these selling shows but i'm just like what is going on there what did they put in that show because everybody's watching them it's amazing it's amazing like and it's all black women and black women are way messier. Like, they're just like, why don't we like each other? <laughs> don't like peace. We don't like peace. We don't like one another. We don't, we just, we just are so messy. Black women love to be messy. So, <laughs> hey, y'all should watch Selling Tampa if you haven't. Then I have also been listening to this podcast called Lovers and Friends by Shan mm. Booty. Really great. I love, love I love Shan. Here. Yes, I love how she just talks about love, relationships, like any type of relationships and like Mm -hmm. the messy parts of it all Yeah, and just how to like navigate it. So, y'all, if you're looking for a podcast to listen to, it's really well done, really well produced as well. So I would recommend. Yes. And the last thing I would say on here is that 
I was listening to Basket Mouth's EP. <laughs> do you know Basket Mouth had, has an EP? Girl, yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm honestly, do? I like some of the songs. Okay. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> yes. It's called Horoscopes. Mm-hmm. It has like Buju. It mm-hmm. has Emi. It has Wandeko. It has Peruzzi. So Even really Peruzzi. cool people on there. I think Simi. I don't know if Simi is on there actually, but Sometimes it's hard to like big up Nigerian men on their projects because you're like, looky, you're yeah, probably problematic. Like you're problematic. So, so, <laughs> so there's that, but also listening to horoscopes by Basketmouth as well. Nice one. Nice one. All right. In the messy reality TV vein, me, I just started watching Are You the One? Actually, my housemate, Yemi, and I binged season four of Are You the One? And wow, I mean, I think I've now found the reality TV show I'm going to like connect with. Oh <laughs> and Lord. I think it's okay. I think it's I the one. Well, to be fair, I also like Love is Blind. But you know, I thought Love is Blind was like less a little less messy. I the one is giving like I don't know. It's giving Love Island type things. Anyway, I really like it. So if you're looking for messy reality TV. Go watch it. Mofi probably recommended it to me like six years ago. And she didn't listen. And I did listen. I did listen, honey. I did not listen. Um, and Are You The One is one of the only reality TV shows that have also had like a queer season. So there's a season really? where there's like queer folks, bisexual mm-hmm. folks, gay people. Ah, like, yeah, I think they were nice. all bisexual, actually. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um but imagine the level of mess when you just have <laughs> a season of, of queer people. Oh my God, I'm sorry to all involved. So it was also a really good season. Amazing. Oh gosh, you so tired of it. Like the last thing I was watching, I was like, all of you are stupid. Just play to win this money. Well, obviously, it has to be messy. So <laughs> I had to stop. I was like, yeah, 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 be messy. Whatever. I win the money. Don't win the money. I don't care. Um, Anyway, so are you the one? And in terms of music, you guys know Rema never misses. He has this sure. new song called Calm Down. Is it Calm Down or Calm? I think it's Calm Down. Anyway, I love it. I've been playing it, mm-hmm. rinsing it, repeating it. Good stuff. If you listen to the Afrobeats Hits playlist on Apple Music, it's probably somewhere there at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and my second artist I'm really enjoying is Amber Mark. Mofi, I actually think you might enjoy her. But yeah. Um, and I'm really loving this song Cosmic. I'll put it maybe I'll save it to our fave post Spotify so that you can listen to it. Um she's really good. Her voice is really lovely. I've been enjoying that too. Um, and my last highlight, y'all, I'm, I know I plug my blog at the end, but I'm plugging my blog because I'm finally back with some new travel stories. Ooh, I okay. wrote today, Mofi. Wow. Amazing. I've been struggling, y'all. I've been in a mm. rut, rut, in a hole wow. of non-writing sadness. And mm. I wrote a story today, so I can't wait to share it with y'all. So if you don't, if you're not already subscribed, sameforprints.com, save it to you google bookmarks all that good stuff um but yeah that brings us to the end of our episode short and sweet short and sweet we hope you all have been loving these different ish episodes 
<laughs> Move we'll I'm trying to spice it up in 2022. Um, but yeah. thank you all so much for hanging with us. If you've made it this far, we'd love for you to go ahead and subscribe. Where are you listening? Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcast, wherever you listen. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with your friends, okay? Share it. Even if you saved it today and you didn't listen, send it to your friend. Share it. <laughs> Share it on your IG stories, okay? <laughs> we want to see it. Um, speaking of IG, we're also on socials. We're on Instagram and Twitter. We're there at our fave pods. Mofi, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Miss Badmus and on Instagram at Miss Badmus and Mofi's Book Collection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm there at T I I E S E. And like I said, please read my travel log. <laughs> Samefootprints.com. Until next time, y'all, be safe. Okay, be kind and don't forget to find something to be grateful for. Bye.